We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. everyone this is christina and this is mj and this is another episode of a spooky tales and i'm so glad to be back and feeling like a normal person normal enough to record mm-hmm. um i feel like it's been forever yeah it's been like three or four weeks now but the first two weeks man with everything that happened my mental health was not i was we were i don't know about you but i was not in a good space no no i was a hot mess um i was actually talking about this on my other podcast with carmen that i was like like if you look at the questions they ask you about depression at the doctors you know Mm -hmm. like have you had any interest in doing anything um have you do you feel like i don't know all those questions they ask i'm like i would have been like yes 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 to all of them like same and then it was just bad and then my kids were in school which made everything so i already told you it was i was a hot mess i cried so much i was a hot mess yeah i think what helped me eventually was like looking up at all the gofundmes sharing them as much Mm -hmm. as i could on all of our socials and then looking up um all the stuff for the episode that i did on historias unknown Mm mm-hmm not to plug my other podcast, but I'm covering the um, Uvalde school walkouts there. Mm-hmm. And Rob Elementary was like the centerpiece of this like huge Chicano movement. And so that helped me just looking at something like inspiring and positive. Yeah, because there was a lot of negativity, a lot of just. Uh... Yeah, super rough stuff. But but we're here. We're here and we're talking today about blood-sucking creatures yay the chupacabras and the the <laughs> the american political system i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and no we're talking about the chupacabras and another creature from uh trinidad and tobago that i had never heard of so yeah uh, but first i do have a listener story and before I read it, if you have a story that you want us to read, just send us an email at spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials, though Instagram is the easiest. Okay, so here this goes, or this person wrote, Like many of us who can't get enough spooky things, I loved cemeteries as a teen. We lived about five minutes from a small cemetery that was shared between two small towns. Many people who go to the cemetery feel a heavy sadness when they are in it. You often feel this in cemeteries, as you're usually there to see a loved one, but this is different. I've heard many people, myself included, say it feels like there's a weight on their chest, and as soon as they leave the cemetery, it lifts. It is said that the oppressive sadness is from all of the young people buried there, either dying young in war, or suicide, or drug overdoses. Sadly, my hometown has a lot of these since it's kind of a dead end. No, nothing to do, no opportunities, and the only way to make it is to escape. It was also said that at night you could see glowing lights hovering over the tombstone. My closest sister would never drive past it at night and preferred to go the long way home, even though that was 15 minutes longer. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> same. I would do the same. Yeah. Well, when I was in a spooky 17-year-old, I decided I wanted to do some ghost hunting and find evidence of spirits at the cemetery. I was part of a class where we put on a monthly show, 
almost like a variety show with highlights on how our sports teams were doing, the plays, the theater club was on, or seasonal skits. I convinced my teacher to let me film my part for a spooky episode for Halloween, and I gathered my trusted bestie to help me. Soon enough, word had spread and several other kids wanted in. I did my research and planned it well, making sure we weren't going to be arrested for going after dark. It turned out to be okay, and they didn't even lock the cemetery. And we set out to film on an early Friday morning, about 1 a.m. That's late Thursday evening to me. Yeah. (laughs) Before we went into the cemetery, after we had parked, I made everyone hold hands in a circle and say a little prayer. I asked the spirits to allow us to observe them. Yo, that's so respectful. I love that. We were just talking about that, like, uh, when Six joined us, like, mm-hmm. the people being disrespectful to the spirits. I told them we weren't there to harm them and asked them, asked for them to show themselves. A few of us had rosaries in our hands. Everybody was paired up and each pair had a flashlight and a camera to record. There were about 12 of us total. One of my friends was a little scared, so she joined my group. We split up, with some of the kids going left and right of the cemetery, with my group heading towards the middle. I started by recording the tombstones, with one of my group members illuminating with her flashlight. Within a minute, my bestie's group joined us. Her camera had died. I thought it was odd since we charged all of the batteries in the cameras before we left, but it was an old camera, so I shrugged it off. Not another minute went by when another pair asked to join us. Their flashlight died. Again, weird, because I thought we put new batteries in. It was then that I noticed it was very cold. While it was October, my hometown never got too cold. And it hardly snowed when I was a kid, even though the surrounding areas got snow. We usually spent winters in light hoodies and sneakers. And this is what we were wearing that night, but my teeth started to chatter and most of everyone and most everyone's breath was suddenly visible we were approaching the middle of the cemetery it was broken up by a dirt road in the middle with a large stone memorial in the middle for war veterans as we got closer another of our friends joined us because they claimed to have seen black shadows over the cemetery i admit i scoffed at them because it was the middle of the night and there were large trees that could cast shadows along with the low lights scattered around the various tombstones, but whatever. Finally, all of us were together, with only my camera working and one or two flashlights out of the six. Suddenly, one of my friends gasped and said, Look, opposite the dirt road were streetlights lining the other side of the cemetery. One by one, they were starting to go out. These automatic lights that were shining bright a second ago were starting to turn themselves off one by one. Ew. In order from left to right. Some of my friends started crying. Oh, I do I do not blame them. I mean, <laughs> that is freaky AI. I would have been crying too. <laughs> we all got really close to each other, almost hugging in fear. They stopped turning themselves off when they reached the last one. The last one was right above an open grave with dirt piled on the side. It was like a spell suddenly went off, and we screamed and started running back to the entrance. Let me tell you, I was not an active kid and never ran. Well, that day, I was the first one out of the cemetery. 
<laughs> and I don't think I even looked back to see if my friends were behind me until I stopped safely on the other side. As we started to catch our breath, suddenly all of our devices started to work again. We looked at each other and started laughing. One of my friends said that this may have been a successful ghost hunting trip after all. I agreed and asked everyone to hand over their cameras and tapes so I could go home and start editing. We dispersed and I drove home to get started. The first thing I noticed was that when I tried to play back the videos, there was a loud whooshing noise, like really fast wind, and it made it hard to hear our voices. That night had been cold, but there was no wind at all. Second, most of the video was in poor condition, like on old TVs that just weren't getting enough signal. It was mostly unusable, but my teacher still gave us an A for our effort and for making her laugh about our adventure. <laughs> Sadly, the video evidence got lost in my moves, but that night I decided I didn't need evidence of ghosts on tape, and I never wanted to see anything scarier than what we had already experienced. We didn't see an actual ghost that night, but I took it as the spirits, ju as the spirits just wanting to rest, and they didn't want stupid teenagers bothering them. <laughs> That is funny, though. <laughs> that was that was great. And then yeah. I just ended with this little note here. I hope my stories were at least entertaining to you, too. They're not as scary as some of the stories that you hear, but they are my favorite personal stories. Thanks again for all you do. Looking forward to hearing more Spooky Tales. Oh, thank you. And no, that was that was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love that. <laughs> like, you know, the saying goes, you ain't gotta be first make sure you ain't last like yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i would have i would have not even looked back for any of my friends I would be like you're on your own good luck <laughs> <clears throat> bye <laughs> i would have tripped someone no <laughs> no we've been through this i would i would trip someone yeah <laughs> anyway um well my my story is shorter than yours it mm -hmm. seems so should i go first today yeah go whoa <laughs> <laughs> This is new, okay. <laughs> so I will be talking about the Sukunya. And so it's spelled S-O-U-C-O-U-Y-A-N-T. But mm -hmm. from what I found online, it's pronounced Sukunya. This mm -hmm. is a legend mostly heard in the Caribbean. And mostly in um, Trinidad and Tobago. But it's also heard in the Dominican Republic, Haiti, uh, Guadalupe. And it has other names in some of these uh, islands, but it's essentially the same. And so these are said to be blood-sucking witches or vampire witches, which, uh, which actually reminded me of the other um, supposed vampire witch from quote-unquote Aztec uh, folklore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, oh my god, I cannot pronounce it, their, the name unless I see it because it goes I can't of... remember the name unless I see it. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about them in, we talked about them in a couple episodes. Yeah. And I no longer remember what those episodes were. Mm -hmm. I know one of them, I mentioned them briefly in the Brujas episode that I did without you, that I did mm -hmm. with Josh. And then I mentioned them, we mentioned them in another episode that we did do together. Yeah, they, they pop up a, a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Lechusa episode. Yes. The Lechusa, yes. yes. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about them, go listen to the Lechusa episode. So yeah, that's what it reminded me of. But for the Sukunya, their appearance varies. So in like old, old versions of the legend, Sukunyas were old, ugly hags. <laughs> but 
Yeah, but when you hear newer versions of the stories, now they're beautiful and they're said to lure men away. And either both versions are said to, uh, what's it called, shapeshift. Mm-hmm. So they are said that at night they um, shed their skin and transform into fireballs. Oh, that's like the the stories from um, Las Brujas de Zacatecas. Uh-huh, except I don't think they shed their skin. I don't, know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been close to one. I don't want to know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But they do turn into fireballs. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know if they shed their skin, yeah. but yeah, fireballs. I'm not trying I'm not trying to find out. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so the Sukunya is said to place her skin, her sh- uh, the skin that she just shedded or mm-hmm. whatever the past tense of shed is. <laughs> into a mortar and i was like what's a mortar <laughs> oh it's a molcajete no yes yeah it's a cup-shaped receptacle <laughs> in which ingredients are crushed or smashed or mm-hmm. ground so yeah what you just said um what molcajete molcajete yeah it's what we call it in i don't even know if it's spanish but it's what we yeah call it. well it's what yeah it's what we call it in mexico and i don't know if it's called that in other places i just know that that's what we called it too <laughs> Um, so yeah, like a mortar and a pestle, mm-hmm. pestle, pestle. Um, so not not like mortar, like the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> in case anyone else was wondering. <laughs> um, so in order to gain the ability to remove uh, her skin, the Sukunya must visit a graveyard at midnight on a moonless night and find a recent grave, and then use a black penny to cut off the liver from a freshly buried corpse. Yeah. Yeah. And then with that liver, she has to create an oil. And that oil is what gives her the ability to shapeshift into the fireball. Uh, Once the Sukunya is in fireball mode, she flies into the night looking for her next victim. She's said to fly around and feed off both animals and humans. And it's also said to have the ability to enter a victim's home in many different ways they don't have to be invited in like vampires mm-hmm. um so they can squeeze through any crack crevice or keyhole <laughs> which is oh like Ooh. <laughs> yeah the distortion that like the image of a distorted thing a little fireball yeah. just squeezing through spaces Ooh. <laughs> um, no. But there are some versions of the of legend of the story where they can charm their way into a victim's home. But I'm like, well, they don't need to do that. They can just squeeze in. Uh, it's once... just too much work. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, why why do all that when you can just find a little hole and find your way in, like a little mosquito? <laughs> <laughs> once they find their victim, the sukunya sucks blood from the arms, legs neck or soft parts <laughs> the soft yeah. parts makes it so much worse yeah <laughs> um and this is said to leave a blue or black mark on the victim like a bad bruise if the sukunya sucks too much blood from their victim then they either die or become a sukunya themselves but the sukunya doesn't like stay and find out what happens they just leave them there to die or to become one <laughs> Uh, some say that it only attacks those that have done evil to others, but others say that everyone's fair game. So, I don't know. There was conflicting stories. The Sukunya are said to use the blood for from their victims 
for powers, and they trade the blood with a demon named Basil, who lives mm-hmm. in a silk cotton tree. And I didn't look into this demon, and I was like, why, why didn't I look into who, who this Basil is? But I don't trees, trees and evil come coming up again all the time. I mean, some of them, granted, are spooky looking, but like I don't think they're evil. Yeah, same. They're just a little spooky, mm-hmm. which is fine because so are we. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little spooky. <laughs> and um, for some reason, the Sukunya is said to love rice. So if you're being followed or attacked by one. And you happen to have rice, throw some rice in its path and it, it will immediately stop and count every single grain of rice. Oh my God. <laughs> and while the sukunya is busy counting, then you run away. If you know where the sukunya lives, then you have to find her house and then locate the mortar that is containing her skin. And then um, you have to place salt inside of it and this will destroy her skin. And then she can't get, she can't turn back into a fireball. Um, or she can't, she can't shapeshift back into a human after being a fireball. Mm-hmm. And so either way, if she's still counting rice when the sun rises, then she will die. Mm-hmm. Or she's, or she'll die because you destroyed her skin and she can she can't change back into it. Uh, it's believed that uh, the belief of Sukunya's came from the merging of French and African beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and sadly, this legend has been used to accuse elderly women of being Sukunyas. Of course. Yeah, in order to take their land, especially widowed women, which is something I think you can see across any culture that believes in witches. The first mm-hmm. to be accused are single older women or just single women in general. So yeah, that's... Like, these are fun to read about, but, yeah, these legends have, like, darker... Dark, yeah. Uh, History. You... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found one video uh, where an older man is recounting a story, and he says, I was with my dad, and we were accidentally out very late trying to get home, when out of nowhere we look up, and right above me we saw a ball of fire. My father yelled to get inside, and I asked him, was that... But before I finished my question, he pushed me inside, ran inside, closed the door, and he said, yeah, a sukuya, yes. She was right above me, as clear as day. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. But yes, that was the sukuya. Never heard of this. This is awesome. I love the story. Yeah, I had not heard of it either. Okay, so I got the chupacabra, and translated to english oh wait quick side note is it chupacabra or chupacabras porque it licks goats not a singular goat right and so that's why i think that it's a chupacabras even if you're talking about one yeah i I, I mean i don't know i i honestly i we would have to like really dig into like the first newspaper and i tried looking for it but all they gave me is like they were local tabloids that said this there wasn't like a specific newspaper Mm -hmm. with the thing so um if someone (laughs) knows this but yeah they just call it chupacabra or yeah see i i think it's a chupacabras personally if just looking at the way looking at the way you you say things in spanish that's why i think it should be because it makes more sense because um I'm going to get into the one, like the first reported incident, but cool, cool, cool. 
it would make sense what you're saying chupacabras not chupacabra mm-hmm. but let's continue so i got the chupacabras and we're gonna say it plural <laughs> because it makes actually more sense now that christina pointed it out well yeah it's like if you this is my like hill that i will always die on when <laughs> when i see someone say chupacabra because like if i'm nicknaming myself um la come tacos <laughs> right <laughs> I, I'm not come taco because I'm not eating one taco. I'm eating more than one. And I'm doing <laughs> yeah, it on that, more than one true. occasion. So I'm not going to be la come taco. I'm going to be la come tacos. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is so true. So yeah, true. That, that was my rant. On that, 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 does, that does make sense, though, now that you pointed it out. And I never noticed that. <laughs> That's my new... Um, if I were a cryptid, that would be my name. <laughs> La Come Tacos. <laughs> it was like when I, if I was a Disney princess, that'd be Taco Bell. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. <laughs> so <that's me. laughs> I want tacos now. Anyways. <laughs> that's where after <laughs> the recording. Yeah. Um, and Chupacabras, literally translated in English, is goat sucker or goat sucker of goats technically yes <laughs> if we're yeah. using the plural um the sucker of goats and i i saw some people call it chupas aka princeton <laughs> university i have and never then... seen that except for that single <laughs> link that you sent me and i was like what what why are they talking about my drunk tia or my you know what that's what i'm not even i don't i don't have a drunk tia i'm just generalizing but that's i'm pretty sure that's what my mom called me like when when i went through my drunk phase like in my early 20s la chupas <laughs> yeah and because like by the way chupas in um in spanish is slang for a drunkard because you <laughs> you you are on the beer bottle like a little baby cow or goat or is on its mother's teeth yes so. <laughs> <laughs> um it sounds such a if you come to like for me it's just as bad as the word moist in english <laughs> it just gives me the same like cringe like chupa uh, moist it's like the same level of ugh factor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can see that yeah and um <laughs> yeah but like you also have the name chupas chupitos yes <laughs> actually that might have been what she called me like yeah like the character yes chupitos. which is a super racist um character yeah. but let's not get into that <laughs> that's a that's a whole other can of worms um, yeah <laughs> so the most recent sighting of a possible chupacabras happened on may 21st in amarillo texas at the amarillo zoo uh the zoo's surveillance video captured a creature outside the fence of the zoo at 1 30 a.m so this was very early okay in the that was totally you... swiper the fox <laughs> like yeah, if you it, look at pictures it looks like swiper no swiping he was trying to swipe them animals mm-hmm. i actually <laughs> shared this on our instagram and yeah. stories but i'll be sharing so it funny. when this comes it out it was so funny <laughs> And I was like, that does look like Swiper. I don't know what it was. It was way too blurry. I will tell you what it was, actually, because I have looked into it. So Uh this zoo has a person that dresses up in a costume Uh and takes pictures like this. And it's for PR. And if you've ever seen the show Los Espookies, the Uh person that does that is on the show. (laughs) 
So I'm pretty that's sure funny. that's what this was. Not some like, so, like huge mystery. Let me just wear a costume at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've done it before. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But, you know, like I was saying, even before you said that it was a person, I was like, regardless if it was a human, something else, or, uh, you know, um, the chupacabras itself, like, thankfully, none of the animals were hurt, because there was an incident back in, like, in San Francisco, like, five, six years ago, where someone, uh, you know, was on the, like, climbed the the fence, and was there, and they got eaten by a lion. Ugh. So it's like, (laughs) you know people are stupid yeah this person knows what they're doing so they don't jump into the zoo they're outside of the zoo well thankfully because uh not everybody's yeah this person is hired by the zoo (laughs) harambe oh yeah rest in peace ever since yeah and ever since he died everything went to shit (laughs) anyways Mm -hmm. (laughs) on to the history of the chupacabras documented sightings first began in March 1995, though many claim some incidents that happened in the 1960s were also because of a chupacabras, but at the time they didn't... They but at, hold on, but at oh, the sorry. time they didn't have a name or theory as to what may have caused the death of some animals at the time, so the first documented sightings of el chupacabras, or incidents, I shouldn't say sightings, but incidents of this creature... May have um, been before 1995, but people are just like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's happening? Um, let me see. Prince, I got to open up the link on Princeton because they documented this. And in the mid, oh, it was in the mid 1970s and early 1970s. But the what they think um, before the first um, incident in 1995, a Rio Grande Valley, South Texas, sighting of what may have been a condor linked to a rash of mutilated cattle. Oh. Blood was removed to the last drop. And this was in the mid-1970s. And the RGV. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. And then early 1970s, Brownsville, Texas, rancher finds a bull dead. No blood around it, no tracks. And then... In 1994, Puerto Rico, four or six little greys found under a bed and chased out of the house with their broom. Reported by Joyce Murphy. And they think all these incidents are linked to El Chupacabras, but like before they even had a name for it. Okay, because there's also a thing called, and I did a Patreon episode on it, um, but there's a thing called El Vampiro de Moco, mm-hmm. which was in a little town in um, Puerto Rico that is very similar to El Chupacabras, mm-hmm. where it sucks the blood out of animals, It's but it's uh-huh. not just goats, which is why I think it had a different name, um, mm. but that happened i want to say it was the 80s 70s and 80s and yeah. it was like it started in in moco and then it went through different like towns in puerto rico mm-hmm. so who knows it would make sense though because a lot of them are i mean it's like vampiric so mm-hmm. okay so um the first documented sightings of the incident involving el chupacabra specifically with the name happened in Puerto Rico in 1995, where local tabloids for several months reported hundreds of animal attacks. And now it's seen all over the Americas from Utah to South America and Chile. So it's like 
all over the place now. And it was such a media frenzy. And and it, it continues like But even, you know what? I uh-huh. I can't blame them because if this is your livestock and this is what you eat and this is what you sell and for hundreds of your animals to be dead. Oh yeah, no, no. I meant like Univision and Rojo oh, Vivo like oh. picked it up and then and then suddenly the Chupacabras was everywhere and then suddenly it became associated with Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when that's not, which is weird. That's not where the first sighting happened. Like it wasn't. <laughs> and you know what this um the Chupacabras also reminds me of? Remember there was that um UFO incident in Brazil where this creature came into town and was terrorizing locals? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it reminds me of that. I don't think they ever found like anything with animals, but like the description kind of seems kind of similar because the people were like, it looks like a demon. And I'm going to we're going to go into the description of a chupacabra because this is where my rant kind of, you know, okay, okay. goes in. <laughs> <laughs> so the first animals being attacked were goats. And this is where the people of Puerto Rico coined the name chupacabras, which Again, literally translates to sucker of goats or goat sucker. And there were so many attacks on animals and livestock that the government put civil defense officials in charge of investigating the attack. And then I'm going to go to some sightings, like some uh, a stream of sightings, not from Puerto Rico, but from Chile. From oh. Chile. In Chile, during the year 2000, there were a slew of cryptid sightings and encounters El chupacabras and humanoid mothman-like creatures were reported nationwide. Most of these accounts occurred in April through June. And um, I'm reading off of phantomsandmonsters.com. They have a huge thread of all the 2000 sightings. And I'm only going to go through a little bit because when I tell you it's a huge thread, it is a huge thread. It's it's many stories. All in Chile? Yeah. It's all in Chile. So... Calama, Chile, April 2000, and it's at night. A witness riding his bicycle was passing by the local Lions Club building when he heard a groan and stopped to see what had happened. On the side of the building, he saw a dead dog in the grass and next to it, a pair of large, shining eyes. The eyes were so shiny that the witness could not make out any detail of the creature's body. Suddenly, the creature lifted the dead dog with its hands and with a wink of an eye was only 10 meters away from the witness after being 50 meters away a second before. Shocked, the witness quickly pedaled away, stunned as to the manner that the creature moved. Source, Kalama UFO Center. And this is uh, another story. Prat de Kalama and Tocopila. Tocopilla? Tocopilla. Chill. Chile. Okay, so the next story is from Prat de Calama in Tocopilla, Chile, April 24th through the 26th, 2000, year 2000, after midnight. Eight young locals looking for the reputed blood predator in the local hills saw a strange short creature apparently covered with hair make a prodigious leap, then run into a nearby cave near the river Loa. A few nights later, several locals living in the slopes of the hill saw a strange entity quickly climbing up on the side of the hill at incredible speed. It moved up on practical vertical cliffs using reptilian-like movements. What? It seemed okay. to expand as if possessing dark wings like membranes on its back that apparently propelled it up the ki- cliffs. Wow. 
Once it reached the summit, the witness, witnesses began hearing strange growling and screeching sounds coming from the area. I would have stayed home. <laughs> and the next one is, uh, I don't know if it's a city or a town, but it's called Maria Elena Chile, May 6, 2000, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Three men that have been driving a refrigerated truck had stopped at a local truck stop in order to obtain some rest. As the drivers turned off the truck engine and the lights, they all noticed that the truck seemed to tilt slightly to the right, and its lights began blinking on and off. Stunned, they now saw behind the right side passenger window a strange figure described as having abundant hair an elongated oval-shaped head with several protruding fangs in, in his mouth with large, yellowish, slanted eyes. It also had large, pointy ears and what appeared to be pig-like whiskers. The, yeah, it looks disgusting. <laughs> the creature re remained a few moments at the window, then left. The terrified witnesses quickly drove away from the area. Strange marks were found on the truck's cabin. <clears throat> and there are so many other stories uh, like this in the whole thread. And it's on, uh, you know, just go on phantomsandmonsters.com. And in the search bar, type in Chile's El Chupacabras Rampage during spring 2000. And the thread is so, so long. Damn. I was like, I'm I'm going to need like two hours just to talk just, about yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, but, you know, uh, and Texas has very common sightings of El Chupacabras. In um, the United States, te they tend to look like a mangy dog. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a little rant because um, in Puerto Rico, it's described as having these red eyes, no hair. It stands on two legs. By the way, it stands in two legs and it has spikes, like these right. really yeah, long yeah. spikes running down its back. And then you go to Texas and then they're like, you know, you see the white ranchers and they're like, it's hairless. It kind of looks canine. And I'm like, you completely changed the description mm, of yeah, what the so chupacabra not even the original, like, anymore. It's not even the original. And in other countries where there's, um, like, sightings, like, in... in you know, in Chile, it still doesn't look like a creature that you would see or, like, be like, hmm, maybe it looks like a giant frog. No. Looks like some weird shit and it's gigantic. It nowhere ever says, like, it looks canine. And in Puerto Rico's uh, description of um, the chupacabras is often that it looks like a gargoyle. Like a living, breathing gargoyle. Mm-hmm. And... Those things don't look... I mean, I guess they have some canine-like features, but not enough to be like, yo, this is a dog. This is clearly canine. Yeah. And again, for the... Uh, like, you know, in the United States, they tend to look like mangy dogs. Um, and for those that don't know, mangy are microscopic mites that bury themselves into animal skin. They lose their hair. Their skin can be damaged. It's so bad. And often the animal will bite itself to like kind of like scratch at the itch that it has. And there'll be like scars and bite marks. And, and it's just so sad when it happens. Mm -hmm. um, 
They lose their, you know. Yeah, and it's super contagious. Humans can get it too. So. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want little mites biting into your skin and making, you know, biting tunnels under your skin. Oh, God. Nobody wants that. Oh, now I'm itchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, it's, it, um, I, I always do that when I hear stories of like this. <laughs> Aside from that, like, the point is that it makes regular-looking creatures, like, everyday-looking creatures look very scary. Because, uh, you know, you're not used to seeing these creatures, these animals, whether it be, like, coyotes, dogs, bears, look so drastically different. Mm -hmm. And they also tend to be very skinny because mange takes a toll on these poor animals, sometimes making them lethargic. I mean, it's a parasite. Yeah. Like, if you're focused 24-7 on that itch inside your skin, you're not going to eat. You're going to be, like, scratching. Um, And I once saw a picture of a bear with mange, and it really looked like a werewolf. And if you guys ever never seen, just Google mangy bear, and they look terrifying because it's a bear with no hair. And I think that's where a lot of, like, maybe stories come from because of I'm like, like cryptids and stuff yeah because yeah. i'm like if you ever see a bear like a, a black bear or a brown bear with no hair they look terrifying Ooh. they look so <laughs> scary <laughs> you know and all it is is just a parasite in the skin and in texas you know that's like in texas but as i said in puerto rico it has a resemblance to a gargoyle and that's not what i see when it comes to to the states anyway so i was that's my little rant and i was watching what was the show um what was the show monster quest the chupacabra episode and there is this lady that brings out a canine carcass right like she just like has it in her freezer and it's like clearly a dead dog-like creature it's (laughs) identifiable she's like i saw this and it was the chupacabra and i'm like Ma'am, that is a... Ma'am, that is a dog. <laughs> that is a dog. A coyote oh my God. or a fox at best. But that is one of the three. <laughs> and then she's like, I've never seen anything like it. I'm like... Really? You've never seen a dog? It looks like a dog. <laughs> it looks like a dog. And there's this like guy that like researches stuff. And he's like, I'm dumbfounded. I've never seen anything like this. And I swear to God, these two people were sharing a brain cell... And this brain cell is trying so hard to connect the dots. <laughs> I know that sounds so mean, but I was so oh angry. God. Because there's clearly this cryptid that has a lot of history. And that has, you know, it's so much more than what the, these white ranchers are giving it. Yeah. And they're like, it's a dog. Put me on TV. And also had, like, problems with that episode because it literally started in Puerto Rico and a lot of the people there had a lot of stories to tell. And what did they do? No. They went to these Texas ranchers, white ranchers that popped out a dog. And they're from their freezer. It was disappointing. Yeah. But, yes. That is my rant. And I literally can go on because veterinary medicine was my background when I went into college. And there's so many things that animals can have that give them a hairless look. Mm, Yeah. We're not going to go into that because it it will be a long grant. (laughs) But yeah, there's sightings all over the place. And I thought that Chile sighting reminded me of the first um, 
documented sighting in Puerto Rico where it's like hundreds of animals, clusters, and the same thing happened in Chile, but five years later. That is the chupacabras. And there's so much more, you guys. So much more. So many stories. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most uh, well-known cryptids. Latin American cryptids. Mm-hmm. And then just uh, the... So the original sighting, I forget her name, but I know her name. Her first name was Maria, but I can't remember her mm-hmm. full name. The one who saw it in, like, 1995, mm-hmm. was it? Um, so yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of skepticism. Skep- is that the word? Yeah, because she like she saw like some movie. She, yeah, she uh, saw the movie Alien, I think. No, Predator. Mm-hmm. And and her description of the chupacabras matches the creatures in the movie. Um, so mm-hmm. that's why there's a lot of skeptic 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 skeptic. I can't say it. No, that's not a fucking <laughs> word. <laughs> there's a lot of like miss trust or misbelief in in whether or not her account is reliable because of that (laughs) but her account aside there are so many people who say they they've seen something on the island like it Mm -hmm. could be like it could be a mutated who knows what mutated dog i mean oh and then um i'm surprised you didn't bring this up but so they're Mm -hmm. in the town that she lives in where the first sighting Mm -hmm. occurred there's also um like a united states military oh yes 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 yeah and and then a lot of people think it's like either some experiment Mm -hmm. that the united states did to some animal or it's like aliens Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, like, it's a dog, it's a fox, it's a coyote, it's a mutated animal, it's a American government science experiment gone wrong, or it's aliens, or it's aliens and the United States government. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a mutated dog, aliens, and, you know, it's, like, never-ending. But I did on uh, Monster Quest, they did one... um ask one resident uh, who saw this chupacabras and he was like yeah i saw it in like you know his um his farm he ran indoors and this creature was like at the windows trying to like look inside its house i was like fuck that see this is why okay this is why i closed my window (laughs) like the the blinds at night because i'm like so shit like that doesn't happen to me yeah (laughs) Because I would have lost my shit if this, like, creature's all, like, looking for a way into my, like, living space or just, like, dead eye, like, looking into my soul. I'd be like, hell no. I don't know what you are. But no. That that would terrify me. But yeah, yeah. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. Before we go, spooky recommendations. Do you have any? Oh, my God. I was just... Oh, speaking of, Uh I um, watched all the alien movies this week oh i have never seen those (laughs) i i haven't seen aliens which is the second one Mm. and a second one or the third one and i was like you know what it's binging week so i just watched from the first one to all of them to um alien versus predator all of them all of them so i was like why not okay yeah and I forgot, like, how good, like, the first one was good, but I didn't know the second and third one were also good. But I was pleasantly surprised. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, my spooky recommendation is um, probably something that everyone's already watching anyway, but Stranger Things. It's so good. Yes. I was like super sick with COVID, as all of you know, because I kept posting about it on the socials. <laughs> and so we were just like thrown like just on the laying on the couch and that's what we watched and every time that my toddler saw like vecna he was like "Ooh, zombie <laughs> so he wasn't scared i thought he which was gonna good. be like a zombie too and then they come out with something totally different which is fine it works yeah yeah i'm i'm still a little bit confused on on like season one and the end this last season where um uh-huh how and when does uh, Eleven escape? Mm, yeah. And I'm like, what, what? I need a timeline, please. <laughs> right? <laughs> because, like, does she stay after she's... Well, no, I don't want to give spoilers. So we'll talk about this offline. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so obvious, that's a, a pretty obvious one. If you're not already watching it, um, it's mm -hmm. I really liked it. And then I also have, like, another question. Like, who's the mastermind? In the Upside Down. Is there someone above Vecna? Is it Vecna, right? That, it, yeah. Or is it the Mind Flayer? I don't yeah, know. Who, I have questions. As far as rank, ranking systems here, is it Mind Flayer, then Vecna? Mind Flayer like, after? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, what is the hierarchy? Yes, hierarchy. hierarchy. I can't even say Because <laughs> I am confused. Yeah, same. <laughs> okay, Um. so yeah, this is a good place to end this. And if you see a fireball floating up in the sky, it is a sign that you should not be out. <laughs> yeah. You should be at home. <laughs> Although they can squeeze into your house, so then I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. Yes. Uh, rice. Carry rice with you at all times. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and stay a spooky. We will catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for our spooky supporting us on Patreon. Monica, Winston, Modesto, Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Kristen, Dalia, Mariela, Rene, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. A Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina. If you're looking for more ways to support the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash tales. You'll get access to bonus episodes, exclusive stickers and merch, and special thank yous. You can also buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash tales, And you can also buy some merch. Go to spookytales.com slash store and you can see new shirts, hats and I'm always making new designs to add to the store. And the best way to support, of course, is to just listen to the episodes and tell a friend about us. Thanks for listening. Stay as spooky.